fine i'm in a different yeah. spot this week for various uh real life things going on but i'm fine how are you zach yeah i'm doing pretty well i'm in a weird spot also i guess sometimes the same place whatever mm. uh <laughs> anyway uh without further ado uh thank you for watching or listening or whatever it is you're engaging with this uh my name is zach and that's dylan on that side for some you reason what once I register that it's just the opposite, then it's like, hmm. no. like I know no. it's the opposite, but I'm like, well, just come on, Zach. It's, it's that side, you know, it's whatever. Uh, I'm still going to get it wrong, but anyway. Mm. So what, what this show is twitching upstream. What we do is we have an our show called Talking Upstream comes out uh, Sundays and we interview and chat with some creators of random things, movies, podcasts, uh, radio shows, anything really. Um, and we pitch them an idea and we kind of create some weird stuff with them. Well, we didn't want to just keep creating stuff over and over and over again, even though we could do it because we're that good. Uh, but what we wanted to do is we want to develop some of these things, actually make some of these things because they're cool. Some of these products are really cool and they sound great to us. So we decided to uh, uh, make this show Twitching Upstream, uh, which we also do on Twitch. Uh, so uh, because... If for any reason you want to write something in any comments, go ahead, throw it in the comments. Uh, we'll address it. We'll probably throw it into a story, uh, fold it in or make fun of it, whatever. Um, you're not more clever than Dylan, so give me your best. <laughs> uh, I'm negging them. It's something I, I learned yeah. about in 2003. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, but before we get into a story, we're going to keep working on uh, what we called Red Wichita, which... Uh, you know, we're really developing this. I think we're in episode three or four right now. Um, but before we get into the creation stuff, we just want to chat about current media news, uh, things that I would text my best friend if he were to respond to me. So I save it all for our live show. That way I can see his face and how disappointed he is in the things that I find interesting, <laughs> uh, which is pretty much all nerd news and all media. Uh, but a couple things, Dylan, that I did want to talk to you about. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but uh, Marvel News, uh, Deadpool is officially in the MCU, uh, making his debut today. I'm not sure if you happen to see this. Uh, he is in a commercial with uh, Korg, and they are doing a uh, reaction video to Free Guy's commercial <laughs> so free guy okay. starring ryan reynolds uh, also starring taika waititi uh now they are in free guy which is a movie hmm. uh where an npc has a bit of an arc i have no idea um but yeah so what they did was they have korg uh who's voiced by taika waititi and uh deadpool who's voiced by <laughs> infamously and beautifully uh ryan reynolds so now they're just like watching that video and, and commenting on it um how do you feel about deadpool being in the mcu I was hoping it was going to happen. I, I yeah. like I like both Deadpool movies. That second, I mean, the second one is more of the same. Yeah, not no. not really in a bad way, in my opinion. Is there any way Deadpool gets into the MCU with Deadpool one and two being canon? I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because they, you know, in episode, you know, part one, there was a couple of, of Fox's X Men in there. In part two, he ends up uh, getting out of the movie with a time machine, which yeah. you know, maybe the TVA is going to have to something to do with this, or uh, whoever knows. Um, but yeah, so uh, Deadpool in the MCU does it work though? That's the question. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Deadpool like mainline movies stay as like R rated as they normally are, and then his appearances in other movies conform to those rating system, whatever they're rated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
but oh, supposedly they're going to let him stay R-rated. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I, I hope so. I feel that's like one of the way it works, but yeah, um, uh, I, uh, whatever. Um, but keeping with Taika Waititi, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is getting a you know it's it's coming soon yeah. and it's looking pretty wild. Uh, recent reviews that Taika Waititi said is uh, he's done some quote crazy shit in his life. Uh, he's lived ten lifetimes, but uh, this film is the craziest thing he's ever done. If you wrote all the elements in this film, it shouldn't make sense. Uh, it's almost like it shouldn't have actually been made. If you walked through a room and said, I want this and this and this, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he said there's a chance he's never going to work again after making this movie because of how weird and uh, goofy it is. Uh, you know, looking at the cast list, it obviously sounds pretty big, but I really don't see Disney or Marvel letting him just unwind or even I don't even really see him telling a stupid story. You know, like, no, uh, he's a he's a great storyteller. Why would he create something dumb uh with characters it, it doesn't make sense even ragnarok isn't that out there it's just funny like yeah yeah no not granted it is way different than comic thor it's way different yes. than thor one and two um yeah. it is what i think the thor character needed uh well it is what mainstream viewers also wanted uh yeah. but i think it is a way to because you know his character is really based in Norse mythology and also the realms, you know, so he doesn't really fit in with Iron Man. So yeah. to make his movies the same people that would watch an Iron Man, Captain America, Spider Man, you got to make them like that. Yeah. Um, also, a uh, fun tidbit: I'm not sure if you saw this, but uh, interesting Chris Hemsworth um, cameo in episode five of Loki. Uh, did you happen to catch that? I don't remember it. Yeah. So apparently it's a voice. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was brought in to voice act for uh, Throg in episode five. Uh, so the three or four grunts of Throg as he's jumping in that jar, uh, reaching for Mjolnir, apparently were voiced by uh, Chris Hemsworth, which is hmm. uh, interesting, but whatever. I guess you can just grunt uh, a couple times via phone. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Um, so there. Uh, speaking of Loki, actually, there is an interesting theory now. Uh, pseudo spoilers for Loki, and sorry about this, uh, uh -huh. but um, you know, there's uh, uh, Loki. So um, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of Kang theories going on, and there's that uh, the, the the one interesting thing that was in the last episode of Loki, uh, where they showed Avengers Tower in the background, and there was uh, the second level which shows that it's post avengers one tower and then there was actually the kang written on the side of it um, yes i remember that yeah so there's a, a pretty interesting chance that uh spider-man also brought in that you know that idea that it was loki in there and mostly yeah. because um you know that tower was in the Spider-Man last couple movies, they did show that the Avengers Tower was being sold. And if they show that maybe Kang did buy it, I have no idea. And there's also current theories that, uh, um, actually, I'm not going to, I'm going to say that. I, I don't, I don't want to no, we'll figure that. it out. Yeah, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Uh, and, and last news before we kind of get into uh, uh, some of the stuff that we normally do here. Um, I'm going to throw some stuff at you. It recently, uh, U.S. News filed a report um, that said uh, ranked number one out of 150 of the most popular metro areas. Uh, and this included housing affordability, net migration, um, uh, desirability, job market, quality of life, um, including access to quality health care, college readiness. The number one city to be for the second time in a row. Do you know where it is, Dylan? The number one U.S. Oh. city. Isn't it like somewhere in Illinois or something? Nope. No. Oh, all right. You, no, I don't know. You are literally sitting in it. It is Boulder, oh. Colorado. Uh, it is ranked the best place to be in the U.S. <laughs> so yeah, right. if, you, if you look outside, you'll see uh, such a such a beautiful place. Um, yeah. So I guess that's pretty much all the weird news I have. There's a lot of MCU stuff coming out soon. There's what? There's like uh, uh, twelve movies set up already. Um, there's I think there's what five shows um, that it's are insane. Yeah, they have like yeah. five or six MCU shows already put into the thing. Um, 
Oh, actually, there is one last bit of nerd trivia that I wanted to throw at you. Uh, there is an 11-year-old student, uh, and he is uh, from... Let me see. Where, where do I have it? He's from Belgium. 11-year-old student from Belgium. Actually just got a physics degree. Uh, I'm sorry. He just got a uh, a, a big grant. Uh, and he said he's going to obtain the physics degree because what he wants to do is he wants to become the very first cyborg boy. He has a plan. He has mapped out uh, how he can replace uh, – <laughs> oh, hello, uh, Miss Tina. Uh, he actually has this map of how he can figure out how to replace one body part at a time uh, to hmm. become a full cyborg uh, by the time he's 30 years old. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Very, very weird thing. Um, yeah, well, I guess that's – I think that's pretty much all the weird news I have here today. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so what cool. we do on the show is we take a project that we've already had and we start breaking it down. And one of the projects that we did on uh, episode seven of this show was uh, a weird podcast. It was called Red Witch Doll, in which we would uh, get behind kind of like a serial style podcast uh, after a, a, a terrible event happened. Um, and I'm going to let Dylan explain the premise of this and then where we are and then what we're going to finish up with the rest yeah. of the show. So, once again, if you're watching this anywhere, just feel free to comment here and let us know uh how you feel this this thing should go or anything else or whatever so yeah uh, go ahead take it away all right so what we normally do here on twitching upstream is that zach and i will share a google document which looks like this this is our development document for a story we're writing here this story is going to be a podcast we're doing it's going to be about six episodes or so and the intention behind this podcast is to make a serial style podcast about a supervillain taking over the city of Wichita, Kansas. We're calling it Red Wichita. Um, and we've gone through, I think, the first three episodes. I think that's where we ended. Um, so pretty much what it is, is you have the main character. Her name is Daphne Driver. She's a reporter for the Wichita Eagle. She made friends with a group of reptilian humanoids who came up from the center of the earth and started podcasting. Those Reptilians actually sent her an audio file of what sounded like an eye beam charging up, and it sounds like a specific supervillain. So she is trying, or superhero rather, who everybody has a really good opinion of. So it, what's happening is she is making this show in universe as a way to reveal that Superion the hero is not a good person. Um, we've gone through the first three episodes or so. We did some character development here. Daphne Driver, she's like the April O'Neil to the, what are they, Millennial, Millennium, no, Millennial Humanoid Lizard People Podcasters. Yeah. MHLP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's catchy in its own way. Love it. Um, we are going into episode one, which is kind of like what the podcast is about, uh, who is involved, Superion's backstory, the main villain is a guy named Red Emperor. Um, we hint at Daphne's dislike of Superion because she lost her friends during this happening and kind of who everybody is. And this is her in the early days of the podcast trying to sort things out. Uh, she has an interview with Red Emperor's attorney because this is a superhero story without all the superheroics. Because my personal, I really like doing the mundane in the fantastic and I think this is a really fun format to do it in. Uh, and we cover with what Daphne is trying to prove, that Superion is not a good person and that he's apathetic or, at worst, just a straight-up corporate stooge who instigated this event as a publicity and funding stunt. Uh, episode two, we build up to the actual invasion of Wichita, who these people are. We meet some, like, street-level heroes who are uh, based in Wichita's central area, Kansas City, that sort of thing, places that are kind of close to there. And why the villain chose Wichita, which is that it's a breadbasket city. It's a city that produces a whole bunch of food and is not very well defended in like a superhero setting because nobody's there. Uh, we had an interview with Doc Quantum. Uh, Doc Quantum is a superhero who uh, is kind of like a you know, mad genius. And he was there in Wichita when the invasion started. He hid inside his Schrodinger's box and was later rescued. And now he's kind of catching everybody up. Um, so now we're going to dive into developing episode three of this, of this. And if you've never watched this before, there are a lot of you people here. Um, this is just Zach and I kind of brainstorming. We take notes and eventually we're going to produce this and see if we can't get this made. Cause we've got a lot of friends who are willing to work with us and provide their talent for us to, uh, to kind of fit and do what we need it for. All right. Anything I missed Zach? That sound about right. 
No, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, cool. Ideally, what we're trying to do is cr turn this into something that we could do as an audio drama or yeah. read along on here. But yeah. So uh, anytime, if something sounds cool or interesting, just uh, fill in the comment and we'll try to yes. add it in there or, or make fun of it. So yeah, your, just, your comments, we pay attention and uh, we do try to respond or implement them as we see fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, episode three, the occupation. Uh, number yeah. one is Red Emperor solidifies uh, control of the city, raises walls, life under the occupation. What are we trying to get across with uh, the beginning of this episode? So this is to solidify kind of what existence is like under a city run by a supervillain. Mm -hmm. uh, especially a guy like his, he goes by Red Emperor. His ability is that he can um, cause tectonic plates to move. He has like... Uh, earth elemental control powers so what he eventually what he actually winds up doing is walls in wichita by raising up a whole bunch of like magma like moats mm -hmm. and big those big like i guess i'm in boulder so flat iron style kind of like walls that are hard to climb up so this is an interview with just kind of people like we interview uh like Average citizens of Wichita who live in the city, mm -hmm. in he city, in the city while Red Emperor ran it, and um, like, do you have any any thoughts you've got on like who these people might be? If there's like, like what does the what does the mailman do in a city run by a supervillain, or like yeah. like that sort of thing? Yeah, I would assume that it would be a pretty big infrastructure thing. Like there would be, uh, if he's going to mess up the earth around it, then mm -hmm. whatever does the the infrastructure, uh, the the roadways. Maybe if uh, he is in a different county and breaks up a county, then there's like uh, school districts get messed up. Um, maybe uh, so we could talk to teacher, like a, maybe a teacher. Oh. who's like yeah and then after that like uh, half of my district changed so i lost all my students um there's going to be probably um i don't know i, I like i like the idea of like like the plumbing the sewer the sewing is going to get the sewage is going to get messed up oh, you know yeah. because he, he's messing up like the uh, you know the 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 uh, uh what fiber optics like that kind of yeah, stuff sure. Yeah, sure. so all, all that's gonna, <laughs> you know, he's gonna really mess that up. So we're gonna talk to a lot of blue collar people um, who do that kind of work. I'm like, oh man, this has just been a disaster for us because we've had to find a way to like, you know, <laughs> rerun internet wires uh, under lava yeah. moats or whatever. Um, I like the, uns the uncertainty okay. about when this might end. Like, um, citizens unsure of which what the government or superhero teams are up to like as far as like why it's taking them so long to save these people this is a big city it's several hundred thousand people like yeah yeah and you know and it's long enough where i guess the people that are living inside because they can't leave um they have to think is this how life is going to be do we need to form our own inner government or what's going you know what's going to happen here yeah um yeah i like it um and you know, i think we decided that he only runs wichita for like three weeks before yeah. something happens so it's like yeah that's a long time to live in unsure circumstances especially in a setting like this where supervillains are like you know well yeah because you think if he blocks off the city then there's no shipping uh no yeah. trains no major transportation that kind of stuff yeah. um, all right so the second part of this is an interview with incognito yes um now let's remind ourselves what incognito can do mm -hmm. uh he's a minor superhero he's hard to remember so like people see him and they have a hard time being like there was a guy there was someone here and they were like you, you know it's like i don't remember what he looked like and yeah. he can also extend that to people around him. So he puts out kind of like a, an ambivalence field or something like that, mm -hmm. um, which I think is really I, – I like that idea as like a, a superhero power. Um, That's going to be very interesting to interview that person. If you yeah, yeah. maybe you're like, wait, where, where are you still sitting here? Has and they're like, room. yeah, I'm sitting right here. It's like, oh, I forgot that you were – you know, right? That, that would be kind of what his powers are. Like yeah. you wouldn't really even notice him. 
Uh, and then he's, he can be like, oh, sorry, I don't I don't mean to have it so so tuned up. And then he turns it down. And she goes, ah, I always ex- I expected more handsome. He's like, yeah, well, this is why I do it or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty much in uh, Incognito's interview, she's just kind of talking to him about his superheroics during this time. He's not super strong or like durable or anything, but I figured Incognito's abilities would be really good to help get people in and out of the city. Mm-hmm. So he's like sneaking people out, um, and we can introduce some of like some of Red Emperor's kind of like minions or something like that. Because one of the one of the storylines we had going, or at least an idea, was that minor villains are moving to Wichita because it's a villain city now. Like, mm. so. We're I mean, any I, we're building a Gotham. A little bit, but it's in the middle of the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know if we want to come up with specific scenarios that Incognito helped with, or who he might have helped with, or like, what are you thinking? What does this What does this evoke for you? Um, well, I guess it, it might be like Incognito could be a reverse coyote, like sneaking people into Wichita, like sneaking uh, the villains that don't have a way in. Um, but then it's like, well, uh, uh, against who? Like, who's not going to be able to see that? So um, I figured he would be like sneaking civilians out or like aid in. I, f- I figured he'd be like a, like a hero. Not like oh, okay. A- but I, I do like the idea of him being compared to coy- compared to like coyotes. There's yeah. a there's a pretty large Hispanic population in Kansas in general, so that makes sense to uh, talk about. Um, but for the city instead, um, yeah. recount one or two specific incidents where it was a close call. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he would. He would really be if he's getting citizens out of this place because of whatever. It would be high level people, uh, politicians, any celebrities that are hanging out in Wichita at the time. Yeah. Um, so he probably has like weird, like C and D level celebrity stories. Like, oh, you know, the, there was this one time that I had to sneak the mayor of Wichita out, and uh, yeah, blah blah blah. Um, how is, so how, how, how how's he doing it? Is he like, uh, is there, are there still roads? Like if it's a full on, does he leave one road in and out or, uh, Um, I figured there would be like a few pathways that are still open, but they're patrolled. Like he has to have an entrance of some sort because not everybody is a mobile superhero. So he probably has like one or two main places that are like ports of entry and incognito is just like. All right, I can only maintain this level of undetection for so long before I get tired. So we have to get in and hide. And then it's, yeah, you know, it's just that sort of thing. Cool. Right? Yeah. Um, so then Daphne has to remind herself that right. he's. St- yeah. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, don't worry uh, about it. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. All right. So number three is the press conference about what's happening. Who is holding this press conference? Um, I figured this is this has to be like a national guard situation or like the president's chief like the president's press secretary this is an this is like an issue of national security yeah so this this is outside in someone from outside of Wichita is doing a press service yeah. via all major network news uh to speaking at the people specifically red emperor correct yeah um right. and this is like you know there's been an incident in Wichita or something like that. Yeah, There's- and and are they alluding to the fact that Superion would come in if the circumstances were right, or if it were? Uh, what 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 are we trying to get out of this press conference? What's like the what's that cool bit of uh, they, knowledge? They redirect questions about Superion. Like someone's like, "What? When? Where is Superion? Who? Where are the so and sos?" And they're just like. All due course is being taken to ensure the safety of the United States citizens in hostile territory or something like that. You yeah. know? Um, and so I think there- this can be samples of different takes on it, like news commentators giving their like thoughts afterwards. 
Yeah, I like that. I like uh, a lot of just boring answers. Uh, people are asking, like, well, how are we getting supplies in there? And they're like, well, we're just, you know, we're going to air airdrop some yeah. you know, water and stuff. And they go, well, what about Superior? Why won't he do something? And they go, um, actually, that's it. We're not going to handle any more questions. Like, every yeah. time anyone, yeah, cool. I like that. Um, and now. Oh, uh, I misspelled that. Anyway. Uh, number four, interview with Moon Shadow. Um, yeah, I like that. Let me remind myself. Let's remind my, well, myself, but you know, we're going to justify it by saying, let's remind everybody. Uh, oh, right. He becomes two dimensional when he's in moonlight and he's very sneaky. So he's like, yeah. uh, he's like Batman, but he can turn two dimensional when he's shown, when he's in the moonlight. Yeah. And I figured this is, this is the guy who is like trying to impact Red Ember's logistics operations. Like, this is mm -hmm. the guy who goes in and blows up the warehouse while sneaking the food out to the people who are running the underground. Like, resistance so this is the action story this is like <laughs> like i think about any what what kind of what kind of stuff do you think this guy would do well i mean if, if all right so let's say if incognito were not telling the truth for whatever reason maybe moon shadow would have spied and saw that um maybe moon shadow is uh someone who saw the beginnings of that meeting that 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 devious meeting um I, I like him being someone who doesn't really do much like he was watching uh the neighborhood shops you know he's like a like a neighborhood hero um but he stumbled upon just a little bit of information that he probably didn't know was a big deal yeah he kept safe like three or four blocks yeah yeah, um, which he establishes like his territory, and none none of Red Ember's people went in there without a lot of backup. Yep. Um, where Red Emperor's minions were afraid to go, Moon Shadow over here slash snoops on the. It's, it's I guess Superion's meeting would take place in Wichita then. Like he shows up under cover of night, and yeah, okay. Who's, yeah, well, who's Superion? Who's Superion talking to? Like, well, that that's the meeting that he has with um, Red Emperors there, and I guess their sponsors. Um, okay. You know, it's like it's like kind of like that. The big thing. It's like, hey, how do we solve this issue? Um, but it's like before Superion uh, has been seen going into Wichita, so it's like he's he's kind of saying. Um, if you don't, if you pay me off, I won't come in here and stop this. Right? It was something like that, or but there was also yeah. like a, there was also well, like a, one the of the uh, a sponsor who who. Good. No, the mega the the corporation behind everything was had got like their hands tied up in sponsoring the superhero and the supervillain, and those two weren't supposed to come to blows, and they wind up almost doing it here. Yeah, and so, yeah, um, the megacorp handlers have to figure out how to disentangle this situation without it blowing up in their face. And then, does Moonshadow uh, talk about over like, yeah, there was some sort of like lizard person in there, and then everybody got real spook. Uh, some something. You know, hint at the fact that. Yeah, that because happens. one one of the lizard podcasters was either in there or overheard some of that, right? Yeah. So so maybe maybe uh, Moonshadow witnessed the the death of the podcaster. Yeah, Moonshadow witnessed the MHLP <laughs> uh, die from, and it was Superion's eye beam that was going to be like. Superion was the one who com who killed this guy, right? Like, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, I like that Moonshadow is the one to kind of reveal this. Um, yeah, does he reveal it in this interview? Like, is Daphne surprised by this? Well, I think maybe she gets the interview from Moonshadow because he has witnessed the death, and it's when um, maybe there's something about what she uncovers in that conversation which leads her closer to superior like he's like no all i saw was um you know this laser beam and um 
you know, and then that, that lizard person died and she's like, you sure it was a laser beam? I thought that the police report said that it was like a gunshot or whatever to that lizard person. And he's like, no, hundred percent. It was a laser beam. What and if it like, was, huh. what if the official cause of death was burns due to uh red emperors, like magma oh, or something? Yeah. And yeah. it's like the official, the official account says that he had been burned by magma. And it's like, I don't know. That laser beam burns pretty hot. You remember those reports on what he can do? Yeah, and it was like a closed, it was like a closed casket kind of situation, but it was actually just a straight hole right through his like yeah. right through his head. And they're like, how does you know when they do? Maybe they do like a they zoom and do a re autopsy or whatever. And they're like, no, these are definitely burns from magma. It's like a straight hole through his head. Yeah. Like, these are pretty clearly laser burns. Um, so maybe uh, Moonshot is the one who reveals that the laser was there, but also there was. Yeah. The, the sound on it wasn't there like a sound on the recording of yeah. uh, the podcast that, that's but i guess that sound is the incident that directs her to like look into yeah. it yeah um and then when yeah, so th this she is back digs deeper this is more confirmation that she's right about something being shady cool i like that yeah um all right and so the fifth part of this episode is the u.s what well, what is what is she going to get out of that conversation with Moonshadow? so that superior was there he mm -hmm. was involved to some degree way before the media knew yeah. that he was there okay and this is episode three so that reveal is pretty appropriate for pacing that like no he was in the city i saw yeah. him like yeah. yeah he didn't know i was there or he might have and just let me go but i don't know why he'd do that i like that yeah and uh, maybe, maybe even like Superion has like an alibi for why he was. I mean, he's got a pretty solid alibi for why he wasn't there for the first like two weeks yeah. or whatever. Um, okay, so the fifth part is the U.S. government attempting diplomatic solutions, but it's not working. Red Emperor claiming sovereignty. Um, now he is he's broadcasting this. I figure this is that moment where the supervillain steps in front of the camera and is like, "People of America, people of the world." I am Red Emperor, and this is my declaration of someone's, you know, your city has been conquered. Do not attempt to interfere. Something like that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and we can have this be the big villain speech, and Daphne has a little lead-in where she's like, on this date at this time, news stations around the world stopped what they were doing and reported on a broadcast being made from Wichita, Kansas by the man who was responsible. And then we cut into, like, you know, that, that found footage style audio of, uh, I'm just a newscaster talking about it and being like, I'm a uh, new development in the, in the story about Wichita. We're going live to the scene outside the wall. And then sure. what, what is, what is Red Emperor going to say or slip up saying in this, which is like the, the, the part, you know, uh, I feel like if he's, if he's broadcasting a, a message, he, what does he want? Money? He wants to be left alone. Yeah, he wants to be left alone. And if he doesn't, if he isn't left alone, he'll destroy Wichita. Go try it with a different city. Like, mm. you know, he's like, yeah, hey, I've decided to carve out my spot here, and if anybody tries to interfere, I will burn the city to the ground and try somewhere else. And I'll keep now, doing that until you leave me alone. This broadcast is after the meeting that uh, Superion is present at. Yeah. I, I figured that he has to keep up a public face. Right. So does he drop some kind of information uh, accidentally, either about Superion? Like, he's like, you world leaders, leave me alone. I don't care how important people think Superion is. And he, something like that. And then he, like, even Superion doesn't show up like another, like, week after that. It's like, he even called Superion out and he didn't show up. Yeah. He specifically calls Superion out. Yeah, I like that. Now, uh, because because of that that meeting did not go the way that Red Emperor wanted, nor I guess the way Superion wanted. So uh, he's kind of secretly challenging him. Yeah, he's like underhandedly challenging Superion to try um, if Red Emperor isn't left alone and granted sovereignty. He will burn Wichita to the ground and try again somewhere else. And we end on that. That's the episode we end. That's how we end that episode where it's like, yeah, he made his ultimatum. And now cool. people have to 
deal with that. Love it. Yeah. All right. So and then episode four is going to start with um, a deeper history of Superior and Red Emperor. Now, what are we going to learn in the history of these two characters? This is, so you remember when we, so we came up with a little bit of backstory in the first episode. This is where we really dig into that. And we give like that kind of like, before things get really bad, you need to know some context. Like, um, things before we say how things got bad or went wrong, mm -hmm. went really wrong. You need to know some context, and then we dig into Red Emperor's backstory, Superion's backstory, previous like crime fighting and crime committing. Um. The first time the two faced each other, because these two are like, we're treating them. I guess we're we're kind of treating them as uh, nemeses, like they are each other's challenge, right? That seems yeah. to be how we're doing it. Yeah, I, I like that. I also maybe like the idea that um, uh, maybe they have changed names. Um, like they, you know, they weren't always these two people. And maybe one time Red Emperor was a good guy on a team. Um, that kind yeah. of thing. I'm, I'm not Red I'm Emperor not. tried heroics. Yeah. And failed for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. Um, but what, so right, they used to work together. Uh, they are enemies and maybe like Superion or Red Emperor was the first of the two to start corporate sponsorships. Maybe that's one of the things that uh, pushes this rivalry a little bit. Which one was? Which one, do you, which one do you think? I like the idea of Superion being the golden boy. I like that. Uh, I like I like that maybe Superion is in the public eye, the first one to get corporate sponsorship, but maybe Red Emperor, it was their idea. And like maybe in the in the group that Red Emperor was in first, he's like, hey, you know, we can, you know, if we just hook up with a couple of these bigger companies like Disney or whatever, like we can yeah. just start making some money. And Superman's like, no, that's a terrible idea. And then he goes and gets the sponsorship from you know, Under Armour or whatever. Yeah, over over armor. Oh yeah, over uh, the uh, what, what's our name for armor? Uh, over over suit. Uh, Love it. I'm in. I'm not, uh, I'm not a marketer. I, that's true. <laughs> I know we we've spoken about that before. Yeah. I okay. Know. So uh, the second one, the fight begins. So yeah. this is uh, this is the moment that Superion shows up to Wichita and very openly announces that he is there. He is here for Red Emperor, and uh, the the time the the reign is over, right? Yeah. Um, and then this is where Daphne's going to get into the collateral damage. Mm -hmm. uh, what what did you say is some specific or at least significant collateral damages? Um, there's we'll not say, a whole there's not a whole lot of Wichita landmarks. What what if it's pretty like weird like all the banks happen to have like a fight in them, you know, like it, like they, they were like, they were targeting the places that were being destroyed uh, for whatever reason. Oh. Or like, you know what I mean? Like uh, there wasn't really a fight there, but like they blew up the bank, but they were stealing all the money. I don't know. Something like that. There's, um, a, there's a pattern of like specific property damage in the first out it doesn't even the fight doesn't even last an hour but in the right. first hour of the fight because he's got to wipe out all of red red emperor's uh like like people his minions right yeah yeah cool um oh there's apparently a really cool statue in wichita cool yeah it's called the keeper of the plains Ooh. let me see if i can pull this up uh, get a get an image for people. Oh, that's Keep wow. Um, Keeper of the Plains. It's a really big, like winged statue. Hmm. Cool. So what? And then that that gets taken down or something. It gets yeah, it gets destroyed or something like that. Yeah. Um. 
maybe just Red like, Emperor, maybe Red Emperor threw some hot magma over it and then re-sculptured it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which has been recast into Red Emperor's likeness. <laughs> or, or or a negative superior likeness, which is funny. Like, <laughs> or of him beating superior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, keeper of the pain or something like that. Yeah, or like them two playing chess and, <laughs> and oh superior, god, yeah. Superior's like dropping the the king piece. Um. All right, and the third part of this is uh, wait. Do you, is there any more of the destruction or collateral damage you want to go over in that part? Uh, that Superion like cleaning out the minions is so hard to relate to on a power level. It's like being really close to a jet bombing run or something like that. You know, we have yeah. we have the average people where it's like I could feel it, and I wasn't even inside the wall or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. And then, yeah, based even with what um, Red Emperor did in the beginning, messed up yeah. the power the power grid, so people, you know, the hospitals aren't working very yeah. well. All right. Um, so we have an interview with the Silver Shield. Um, yes, I think he's got the Shield of Achilles, and he's got the heel as well. Like, yeah, yeah, he's our public domain hero. Cool. Um, yeah. Now he is saving innocence despite danger. Uh, the heroics of normal people fighting in the streets. What are we learning from Silver Shield? Now I, I would assume that Silver Shield is there during the battle of Red Emperor and uh, Superion. Yeah, he was brought in by um, Incognito. So is are we going to learn something from this interview that is suspicious about their fight? Um, I don't think so. I think this is just a just a descript like a like a flavor event kind of thing where it's like it was hard being on the ground during that because these normal people are running. You know, they're it describes the plight of the normal person during the time that a supervillain and superhero are having their massive fight. Yeah, I feel like we should learn something okay. else about this though. I feel like like the whole the whole point of what we're getting to is why this event was so weird. And if it was just a basic bad guy taking over, a good guy coming in, um sure, cool. But I feel like what we're doing is we're kind of sprinkling in a bunch of weird stuff. It's like, yeah, but this one's a little different for some reason. Yeah. So, I feel like what I think that what, what you're saying is correct about Silver Shield. Um, everything that you're saying, yeah, he keeps that going. And I feel like there needs to be something specific about what Superion is doing. Um, maybe he is personally uh, only destroying buildings that are owned by the the sponsored company, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. like at, at one point he like holds you know, Red Emperor in the air and like looks around and it almost seemed like he was looking for a specific building to throw him into. And when they look at like the plotting, it's like, there's not an actual course of this destruction. It's like, and when you looked into who owns all of these buildings, ironically, it was this mega corporation. Cool. I like it. Um, yeah. There was a pattern to what he was doing. So looking for a specific spot and like, um, like, and using that building to defeat that villain. Because this is at the point where he's cleaning up his lieutenants. So he's like, it was weird because he'd pick him up and he'd look around for a specific spot to take him down. And then that building would be gone. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, I like and, that a lot. Yeah, maybe even he was like, yeah, and it was weird. I didn't know that Superion, like, missed that often. But it, he was just like hitting random buildings it just seemed instead of anywhere near where red emperor was and they're like oh that is kind of odd and then that's what leads into the investigation of what these buildings were i think that's cool yeah at first i thought it was random but then it started to look like a pattern uh yeah no i like that a lot yeah, um, but then yeah, it's still sandwiched in the the heroics of their own people, the fighting of the street, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Um, the end of the fight, uh, Superion versus Red Emperor is elaborated on. Interviews with scientists outlining Force Unleashed. Okay, I mean, now like, it was the equivalent to X 
bomb. You, you, you know, the 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 science co where they're kind of like, an uh, unleashing a force similar to this hadn't been done in the Midwest since so and so. But I think the this is when the actual knockdown dragout fight between um, Superion and Red Ember goes on, like yeah. the punch each other hard enough the windows break scene. So this is once like the news, like the the countrywide news shows up, right? Like once like news helicopters show up, um, that's when it becomes like a real fight uh, because Superion can't hide his fake uh, laser beams. Red Emperor can't yeah. destroy the yeah. Um, so yeah, so that seemed like it would be pretty pretty easy though, right? Like yeah. I guess Red Emperor could throw lava or put up rock walls. But Superion is what? He's Superman. So I don't really know what else he could do. Yeah. Oh, right. Red, em Red Ember's got his like magma platform underneath him and he's kind of flying and Superion's oh, trying to shoot him. Well, maybe that's the point. Maybe once like the helicopters get there, they're like, yeah. And it seemed like the fight took like 10 to 15 seconds. And they're like, weird, because Silver Shield said the fight took like a couple hours, you know. Uh, but like once like the helicopters came in or once like media came in, what, what you yeah. know what I mean? Once not, the media... not hours, maybe like maybe Silver Shield said it took like 25 minutes and the media is like, no, it seemed like the, the fight was over super quick. It was over the him mopping up the city took longer because he was making surgical strikes on the on the sponsors like buildings. Yeah. But once the media started appearing, he's like, I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. And does. Yeah, like that. And um, uh, and he does it terribly, right? Like, yeah, because it says we're the equivalent of uh, an X bomb or whatever. Um, wait, isn't it an a one X bomb or <laughs> X was supposed to be a number of bombs? But I like screw it. We're just gonna call them X bombs. Yeah, it's like honestly, the 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 force unleashed by what Superion did was uh, like two point five X bombs worth of <laughs> uh, uh, fig newtons. God, yeah. What New Newtons? Yes, that... I know. I yeah, you're right. You did it. <laughs> Isaac Newtons. Anyway, all right. So uh, the fifth part of that is immediate aftermath. Um, Red Emperor fled. Red Emperor runs. Like he's handily defeated. Do we say he runs? But he actually like Superman killed him, right? I no, because she talks to Red Emperor in one of the first episodes. Oh, okay, cool. He gets away, but oh, Superion oh, right, because lets yeah, him. because he gets that contract from the government. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, uh, yes, so Superion so, lets him get away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then what Superion did afterwards? What What do we think would be interesting for him to do directly afterwards? I think it's. I think it would be cool to have a lot of people just wondering where he went immediately after because he didn't help with cleanup. It's like he left. Red Emperor left and Superion flew off in a different direction. Yeah, maybe he did something mysterious. Okay. Like, um, maybe like there are witnesses that saw like Red Emperor, like, so he's like, he, he quit, right? He's got like the white yeah. flag up or whatever. And Superion's like holding him up and he's like, you're lucky uh, to win. And he's whispering. And people are like, wow, we saw me. Like he, he quit. Red, uh, Superion whispered something to him. He let him go. He ran off. Superion looked around for like a second, dove straight down to the ground. A couple seconds later, dove, you know, came out of the ground and flew away. And people are like, cool. we have no idea what he did. <laughs> you know, uh, not, we don't know. I, I like the idea that people are like, no, nah, he, he definitely threw Red Emperor down to the ground and like broke his spine. And it's like, he didn't break his spine. He took him to the tunnels that Red Emperor built under the city so he could escape. And that last one is the, is the actual one. Oh but yeah. Okay, cool. Like, no man, I saw the dust cloud. He slammed him to the ground. It's like the ground is where Red Emperor is strongest. What are you talking about? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that. And that's how he gets away. Well, gets away, relatively speaking, until he gets captured by the government. Yeah. And then the aftermath. So This we is episode five. Oh, yeah. okay, episode five. This is the cool. last one. Yeah, right on. Uh, well, let's, let's hop into this one. Let's, let's yeah. knock, knock some of this out. Yeah. Um, so this is the last episode? No, there's two more. No, we did. I think it's five episodes. No, six. Episode six is right there. Oh. Oh, the long. Okay. Yep. Let me get that up there so I don't. Oh, it, yeah, it is. It, oh, yeah. 
Wow. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, episode five, the aftermath. So we know what Superion did. Well, wait, now when it says what Superion did afterwards, is this a conversation with Superion, or is this a conversation with uh, maybe? So Daphne has to have gotten some more information by now. So maybe yeah. she talks to that company um, that owned all those businesses. Yeah. Um, after cross referencing the ownership of the buildings cited in the insurance claim because there might be an a publicly available like like a like a missing persons board where it's like yeah. if your property was damaged during the catastrophe in wichita you may be entitled to financial compensation and she's like i'm just looking for a database so this is her kind of like doing some digging doing some investigative journalism yeah i'm into that yeah and then um, um yeah, so she does that investigation. She talks to uh, Megacorp, and um, it turns out that Megacorp even owns the insurance company uh, that did the insurance claims on their buildings. And it's like, yeah, weird thing is, we actually kind of turned a bit of a profit. We don't really want to say that kind of thing. Um, and I, I guess that's when Daphne starts thinking, like, hey, maybe there's like a little more into this company than what we originally thought. Yeah. Um, this hints to Daphne that these guys have been in on the whole thing. Yeah. When, so is she going to have a conversation with Red Emperor again? Is that what the the second part of this is? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? She goes back. Cool. Yeah, so then Red Emperor says, uh, due to uh, uh, certain government people and uh, X company, uh, I got a weird pardon and a sponsorship. If I go do this stuff for the civilization, right? Like, if I can slow down volcanic things around the world, if I can uh, slow down earthquakes, right? Is that, is that what we were yeah. hinting at earlier? Yeah, and um, we and now we're saying that this other company and the turns out this government official is in the pocket of oh my god I'm so burpy uh, yeah. this government, this government <laughs> I'm sorry uh, this government official is actually in the pocket of Megacorp as well. Judge um, paid off or something. The judge yes. is related. Yeah, something like that. Maybe like the the maybe the government. Oh, how about this? What well, the government official is legitimately related to the the ceo of megacorp it's like yeah. the same last name person yeah. um all right so uh, and this is kind of, this is kind of where red emperor kind of like not spills the beans but kind of confirms her suspicions yeah right yeah which is like so so he maybe red emperor accidentally lets out like yeah in that one meeting i was just letting him know like hey i just wanted to be left alone and he you know superior was very clear like there's a lot of our money in this place and you know she's like wait were you having that conversation during the fight and he's like oh uh, is he not i think i thought we could subvert things a little bit by having red emperor now just be like hey you're the only person who's come to talk to me more than once and you're the only person who hasn't shouted at me for doing what i've done <laughs> I'm gonna confirm some of your scoop. Oh, cool! So he, Listen, he just he just spills. A... He's just like, cool. yeah, screw, yeah, screw it. Superion's an asshole. You should okay. know that. Everybody should know that. So then the the rest of the show turns into uh, a, a a hunt of Megacorp or a hunt of Superion. Yeah, yeah, or right. uh, her Daphne kind of unveiling all of the stuff on it. Yeah, um, I like that about Superion and Megacorp and the whole thing. Yeah, and he's like, honestly, they asked me to do this because they own the relief, the the disaster relief company that does this. They got a government contract. If there wasn't like a war or something, and they made, they, I didn't want to do this. Like that's why I built this wall around myself because like they wanted me to start a natural disaster, and maybe maybe it's something like that. Like they wanted it was a false flag. <laughs> yeah. It's a false flag operation or something. Yeah, it something. yeah it, it's effectively just like the entire thing was planned by these people as like a, like a tax write-off or something. Yeah. And it I got out of hand. Yeah. 
And it's like that weird thing where like the government needs, uh, you know, like uh, like construction companies where like they have to have a certain amount of money uh, that they uh, obtain or else they can't have that much money later on. It's like that kind of thing. Where it's like, hey, we actually didn't have any war or natural disasters. If we don't spend this much money, we're not going to have this budget later. So they went to Red Emperor to start this disaster, blah, blah. Um, all right. So number four is the interview with Dean Powers about superhero ethics. Um, what do we? And all right. So. This Daphne. is when, yeah, this is kind of when she kind of catches Dean with the gotcha question or something. Remember? Cool. Yeah, which is what? Uh, it, Dean had originally said in episode two, let me pull that up real quick. Um, everybody showed up. except Oh, that Superior never showed up at all. Yeah. Um, which very clearly did. Um, and instead, Dean yes. says Superion never showed up at the start with the rest of the teams, but that he showed up later to take care of everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then maybe Dean was sent in by by the government uh, to do uh, like a like a PTSD counseling, uh, any kind of trauma counseling. Um, who <laughs> is also owned by Megacorp as well? Um, but whatever. Um, uh, and he also like counts Cellor. There we go. Um, I like the idea. What if they sent Dean in to tr see if they could like temporarily depower Red Emperor by his proximity? Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, but also to de uh attempt to depower Red Emperor. But he could never get close enough. General portrayal that Dean and the Bureau of Powered Individuals is shady AF fan. Love it. And then out of the interview with Wichita City employees, what do we want to learn out of that? Um, I figure we can have some innocuous comments kind of reveal Megacorp's involvement in the city's planning. Like, it took so much investment and development to get Wichita to where it was. And now all that money is wasted. Well, not wasted. At least Megacorp Splinter Corp got out. Okay. Wait, what? Like that sort of thing. Like, yeah. So it, maybe it's revealed that like, Wichita has been great for the last 15 years ever since Megacorp came in uh, and helped them reestablish themselves. Um, and it sucks that this has, has to happen. Yeah. yeah and, and like what you said, I think that's great. Um, cool. All right. So that was episode uh, four and five. Yeah. which is great. So uh, yeah. if this is your first time watching, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Uh, what we are, we are content creators. What we're trying to do is talk or Twitch or uh, really just uh, uh, invent yeah. our way up to a streaming service. We really want to sell out. We have a yeah. movie that we're making. Uh, it's called Give Me Back. It's in post-production right now. We have a couple of shows going on. If you want to hear us talk about uh, anything movie related, we have Real Boys, which is on Mondays and Fridays. We have yeah. a weird show on Wednesdays called No Time to Binge, where we uh, really just skip the middles of most uh, conversations. Or I'm sorry, most uh, TV shows. Um, tomorrow's episode, we're doing uh, Glee. So we're only watching the first episode and then a very final episode of Glee, trying to figure Thank out what God happens. Thank God it's in only two episodes. <laughs> that's that's true um but yeah and we have a gofundme for that movie uh and if you want to help us out uh we do have a patreon as well and we really want to just make more cool content yeah we have lots of stories that we've built up if you go look at all of our talking up streams we have 40 some stories that we've built together with people uh we have uh 40 some episodes of twitching up stream where we've created a lot more stuff and, and made some weird things so we want to continue doing that so yeah if you want to check out our patreon we would really appreciate it patreon.com backslash some nobodies uh some people that really we always want to thank for helping us out scott curtis with behind the bits uh great man great podcast great interviewer sarah takachik taunty shek our east coast friends we really appreciate you uh listener app which might be called memento app uh momentum app uh either way uh they pay us so i'm gonna say yeah. listener app uh so yeah there's <laughs> that also uh you can check me out on jeff dwoskin show on wednesdays crossing the stream 
awesome show. Uh, and yeah, we do so much stuff, yeah. but more importantly, all we really want to do is entertain people. We just want to talk and, and chat and make people smile with some weird ideas. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, uh, yeah, you can go find me. I uh, have a monthly article in Apostrophe's Digital Magazine, generally about writing for podcasts. So um, go check that out from Venom Publishing, Venom Studios, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then otherwise, we've got our other show, Silicon Angels Podcast, Podcast, Podcast Show uh cyop appeal go check them out yeah check everything out uh but until next time folks uh he's been dylan i've been zach and you've been great goodbye later guys adios (laughs) 